This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Salam Radio Show acknowledges that the land from which we're broadcasting is the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. The colonial project is ongoing and continues to disenfranchise First Nation people. I recognize that sovereignty has never been ceded and like to pay my respect to elders past, present and emerging. Always was always will be Aboriginal land. Salam y'all and welcome to Salam Radio Show. I'm here with you um, with a guest. Her name is Dana. She's a Palestinian activist and we're here to speak about the protest today and what's going on in Palestine. Hi, Dana. Hi, how are you, Myrna? Um, I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. As good as it gets. As good as it gets. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to answer this question. Yeah. This question nowadays, um, you know, it's it's hard to do anything at the moment. There's a serious genocide happening in Palestine uh, by the Israeli government who's been bombing nonstop Gaza yeah. um, and doing other things um, including uh, cutting, they've cut off the gas, everything, electricity, gas, water, on two million people whilst bombing them and then asking them to evacuate north of Gaza. And whilst they ev- evacuated, they bombed them. Yes. And then they bombed church, they bombed the hospital, they bombed medics. Yeah. They keep bombing civilian um, buildings. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I guess they're going to go I- inland or they're still deciding on that at the moment. Yeah, so yeah. there's no um, confirmation of when there will be a land invasion, but according to all the indicators, we might be facing a land invasion pretty soon, like within mm. the next few weeks. And um, unfortunately, the statements from Israeli officials um, suggest that the invasion or like this um Genocide and ethnic cleansing of Gaza will continue for the next few weeks. Mm. So, yeah. And I, I just want to um, say something, you know, just to, for people to understand. Right now, exactly two minutes ago, Israel killed four Palestinians in the West Bank. Mm. Because I don't want people to think that this is only happening in Gaza. This is happening all across historical Palestine in the West Bank, in Jerusalem, mm. in Gaza. It's happening everywhere. Yeah, there's been uh, multi- a lot of deaths in uh, in West Bank yeah. as well, and deten- detention of yes. people who are protesting peacefully. Yeah. Um, oh, as peacefully as it can be yeah. when a genocide is happening. 
um, yeah, it's it, a lot has happened in the last two weeks since the start yeah. of this horrible act that um, Israel is doing. Um, there's a lot of resources to look into. Uh, there's electronic intifada. There's Al Jazeera. There's um, Kutznen. Um, if you follow inst- their Instagram, you can you can um, find more. And there's local groups like APAN for Palestine. Yeah. Um, who are organizing those protests and who are organizing other events locally as well as in the city. So please keep an eye on those events because we have to mobilize. This is urgent. Um, Yeah, whatever's going to happen next is even, you know, beyond imagination. So this is not a time to stay silent. Mm -hmm. This is not a time to do your normal stuff. There's, you know, there's genocide happening. Like, when is the world gonna end? Uh, gonna learn? When when is the world gonna 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 learn? Um, yeah, the media is shame on the media. Shame yeah. on our politicians. Um, no one's doing enough. Nothing, nothing subspe- substantial. They're all tokenistic gestures, whatever they're doing. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about uh, before about the Rafah border, yeah. which they opened, but only let how many trucks? So um, the, they only let in 20 trucks mm. for 2.3 million people, mm. including where 50% of the 2.3 million people are children. So we're basically 1.1 million children. And um, it it is disgraceful and shameful for people Mm. to actually celebrate getting aid into Gaza because 20 trucks are nothing within, and quotation marks, normal circumstances, which is nothing is normal about um, Gaza being besieged for the past 17 years and blockaded. We get 500 trucks per day. Mm. And now the world is celebrating letting 20 trucks in after two weeks Mm. of invasion and genocide and bombardment and Mm. just killing as many people as they can. No one can even imagine. No one can even imagine what's happening to Gaza at the moment. Nasser Shama explained it well, just to to give you a bit of relevance, like in in the lockdown, when we couldn't get food and stuff. Mm. Like we we were in a dire state everywhere in the world. But we weren't even getting bombed, you know. We yeah. weren't, we weren't being um, deprived of water, electricity, yeah, food. We could even get food, and we were, you know, you remember how how you felt in the lockdown for in in Melbourne. Imagine, for like a little bit, imagine what's happening in Gaza. Like yeah. it's beyond imaginable. It's, it's beyond anything that any of us can actually comprehend. The mm. fact that. You know, people don't have houses. People are staying mm. at the hallways of hospitals on top of each other. They're sleeping while standing up. Mm. They're sleeping while they're standing up. Wow. Um, no food, no water, no electricity, no internet, no nothing. Not even like not even medical attention or mm. some people can't find insulin shots mm. for their diabetes. There's nothing. There's literally nothing. Mm. It is it is worse than a genocide and ethnic cleansing. At this point, it is a full-on scale of extermination. They want to end Palestinian existence in Gaza. Mm. Yeah. And um, just speaking of you know people getting um, 
you know, information from the ground, um, getting educated on the cause. There's a lot of Palestinians, um, journalists and Palestinian influencers and Palestinian um, content creators from Gaza that are documenting mm. the war crimes and the ethnic cleansing that is happening mm. on the ground. Yeah. So you can also follow a lot of the people who are posting and sharing um, the news and updates of what's happening inside Gaza. And mm. I do recommend that, you know, if you're if you're an Instagram person, I am Palestine is a great page for you to get mm-hmm. educated and to learn more about what's happening and to share and expose the war crimes and the genocide that's happening and taking place in Gaza right now. Mm-hmm. The amount, the amount of you know of massacres that I've seen yeah. is insane. Like the amount of kids dying, being pulled from under the, the rubble. rubble. Yeah. Like it's it's insane. It's unjust. It's 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 evil. It's it is evil. Yeah, because we know that Israel is one of the strongest, mm. most advanced military armies in the world. Mm, they have the, the, their nuclear power. They are west backed by um, colonial imperial powers like the United States, like UK, like France, Germany, um, including. Australia as well, the Australian government. Yeah. And um, they have great precision power. Mm. They know that they're killing kids and children and babies yeah. and infants. They know that. And they're doing that on purpose. And, you know, it, it, it's not just like, you know, kids are dying. Kids are being killed purposely. They are being killed. And, like, how evil and sinister is that? Mm. It they is. Aren't. You cannot. You cannot. This is the worst thing that mankind could yeah. see. Yeah. And unfortunately, I saw someone um, posting something on Instagram the other day that instead of everyone standing up against genocide, we're debating whether mm. we should say something or we should accept if it's a genocide or not on Instagram. And that is just, that sums up everything wrong in this world. Yeah, yeah. There's no point to contemplate. There's no no use in contemplating you gotta do something you gotta speak up because it's very obvious very clear in front of our eyes yes very very clear um for children to be labeled as terrorists for children to be labeled children of darkness for humans to be called human animals how and and for um israeli members of the knesset have made so many public statements saying that the children of Gaza have brought this upon themselves. And How? two hours ago, Israel declared the Israeli settler colonial terrorist regime, declared that anyone in Gaza, northern territories of Gaza, which was completely bombarded and completely almost, almost leveled down to the ground, that anyone who hasn't evacuated to the south if they make it to the south in the first place, if they're not being bombed while they're inside cars evacuating to the south uh, south of Gaza, that anyone who's still in the northern um, areas of Gaza, including children, men, women, elderly, the sick, it doesn't matter. They are considered a terrorist target. Mm. This is an official statement from Israeli officials a few hours ago. For that anyone who's in the northern of Gaza we're talking families. We're talking people who couldn't evacuate to the north and, uh, to the south, south of Gaza because people are sick, people are unable to move, people don't have cars, um, children are with their families, 
they are all considered a terrorist. We're um, also talking target. heroes, heroes who refuse to leave. Yes. You know? These are heroes. Yes. These, these are knowing heroes. under these circumstances that they're gonna die and they yes. refuse to leave. Imagine, imagine how strong they are. Imagine, there's no one stronger than those people. It's really sad. It's really sad that the people, that the whole world can't see this. Yeah. There's a lot who can see this now. Um, there's, there was a moment at the protest where Muhib, one of the speakers who's Palestinian and who we have had with us on the show previously, asked the people in the protest who hasn't been to a Palestinian protest before. Yeah. And there was a few people yeah. that raised their hand. Mm. And he said something. He's like, there's no going back. Yes. Once you know, once you really know what's happening, um, you won't go back. back. It's, it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 yeah, beyond beyond evil what's happening and you know uh, it's our all of our hearts are broken at the moment and this is like a moment in history that will never be erased. Yes, um, it's a disgraceful and shameful moment. And mm. for those who might be listening and might be on the whole two sides. Um, neutral stance on things mm. the whole both sides needs to stop blah 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 I just want to tell you you have everything at your disposal you can everything and anything you are witnessing genocide and ethnic cleansing mm. unfolding in front of you in your socials on your Instagram and Facebook and everything also uh, with the with them censoring a lot of stuff you are still seeing you're still seeing yeah. because the numbers are with us yeah. and i have said it keep sharing even if it's i i personally i have my account is public i share mm. posts the whole time i share everything i've always been vocal i've have i had been shadow banned restricted account taken down so many times and that's not just me that's every palestinian in palestine who is vocal mm. and anyone who speaks about palestine but the amount of information and footage and facts from the ground mm. that you are exposed to that you can get in a in a press of a button mm. it's right there mm. so there's no excuse for people with the whole i'm neutral or i don't know or it's too complicated there's there's no excuse you have everything in front of you so it is shameful to be able to get all this information be exposed to everything and still continue to say both sides or continue to say it's too complex or or just decide to be silent mm. it's complicit you're being complicit when you're doing that mm. and i encourage you it's not complicated it's, it's not complicated you have all the information all the footage all the data everything that you could ask for is right there on your phone and if you feel that you you know because some people might feel that they're too scared some people might mm. feel like they will get attacked i am telling you there's so many people, including Palestinians in Australia right now, that if you don't feel safe, if you feel a bit confused and lost, you can come and you can talk to us. Mm. And we can be your community. We mm. can give you support. Mm. Just make a, make a decision. Mm. Act. Mm. Do not sit while genocide is unfolding in front of your eyes. Mm. It has been unfolding for the past 75 years. Mm. including the 30 years of, you know, before that, um, in, in 1917 with the Belfort Declaration and everything mm. and the British Mandate on Palestine. Mm. But back then we didn't have socials. Right now we have everything 
everything. You can see everything live. Mm. So please stand up against genocide. Yeah. Yeah, and with the um with Insta and Facebook, they've been shadow banning, they've been taking down accounts. Um uh just so you know how how powerful Israel is. Yes. How brainwashed our media is. Yes. On the media um there's not much talk about Palestine. It's like people going on normal days doing shows. Yes. Um it's very shameful, but we need you need to <laughs> you need to know what's going on. Everyone needs to know what's going on. Um they're even trying uh they even uh yeah, want the Jazeera, Al Jazeera, yeah. the only non-western media to not be able to broadcast from yeah. Palestine. Yes. Um yeah, it's it's horrible. And um, it's, no, it says a lot. Mm. If for those who still can't make up their mind about a genocide, all you need to think about is, you know, this whole campaign of shadow banning Palestinian accounts or Palestinian content or anything Palestine related. Why are they putting so much effort mm. and money in a and a whole campaign that's probably costing them billions of dollars mm. to stop or silence Palestinian voices? You should ask yourself that. It's because our voices make a difference. Our voices show you the truth that they don't want you to see. They don't want you to see the genocide and ethnic cleansing that is unfolding. We want you to see that. And that's why I always say, open the accounts of Palestinians. Do not get your information from BBC or CNN or Sky News or whatever, Western-backed um, or like Western um, media outlet or ma- mainstream media. Get it from Palestinians open their accounts you're not going to see you're not going to get it on your feet you have to go to, uh, you have yeah. to go and look for their accounts to see what's yeah. happening yeah um and also the as we said before there's local groups that you can chat to yes uh Australian uh, uh, for Palestine uh, Melbourne for Palestine is one of them APAN is one of them um, free Melbourne Palestine free Melbourne Palestine yeah. olive kids olive kids foundation you can donate as well um there's a lot a lot to be done um and uh, yeah uh mm. wanted to ask dana what what events are uh do you know of that's gonna happen next week and is it there's gonna be a protest again on sunday so well? there there will be a protest again on sunday we all hope that this ends as soon as possible mm. but all indicators you know are showing that it's not gonna end Um, very soon so there's another protest on Sunday and there's um, there's a solidarity stand on Wednesday at 6pm mm. um, I think in front of the parliament yeah we'll be sharing and, um, yeah. all these um, events and a visual in, um, in Fed Square as well yeah yeah so yes. yeah please keep up to date with those events um, but yeah like With all this, um, Palestinians are still standing, are still fighting. If they can do it, we can do it. Like, there's something really beautiful in resistance. And um, no matter how, you know, horrible it is, those heroes will always be remembered. They will never die. Um, so there's something really beautiful in going to a protest and... Mm. You know, screaming, um, letting our government know, th- know how disappointed we are. 
um, yeah, hugging each other, um, shouting with each other, like, it's, yeah, w it's something really necessary and, um, you know, I really encourage people to do it and, you, you know, and, and if you think this won't affect you, I'm 100% sure that it is, it's already affecting yes. us. This is not just a war on Gaza on, or on Palestinian. This is a war against humanity, against the weak, against against the less privileged. And there's, you know, there's a lot of the, us out there. We outnumber those people who are privileged. And they won't stop with Palestine. They won't stop. They will keep going. Yes. They will take your right. They will, you know, like, I can't, you know, I can't express how how horrible this time is like I, I yeah um but yeah um thanks dana for being yeah. on the show of course and um yeah uh, yeah i can't i um, can't think of anything else to say to you know to, to in the show to express how how much this is affecting us all yeah how horrible it is, and um, yeah, keep keep um, listening to 3CR as well. There's um, Palestine Remembered show. Um, there's other shows that are speaking about Palestine. Um, this is when we need community radio, radical radios. There's other radios that have been on a strike, uh, that have gone on a strike on Friday, um, in solidarity with Palestine. And one of them is NTS Radio, one of the biggest online radio in uh, UK and globally. And this just goes to say how, you know, how our voices um, can be heard, how, you know, how strong resistant can be. And yeah, um, would you like to say anything else, Dana? Um, thank you for having me, you know. Yeah. Um, I just want to say that, you know, there's a lot of... The discourse and the way that we talk about people, Palestinians specifically in Gaza and mm. like in Palestine, because I was born there, I lived my entire life in Palestine under occupation and the settler colonial regime. We always say, you know, they're heroes, they're so strong, but also they're humans, they're mm. vulnerable, they, they feel the pain, they feel the struggle, they're suffering right now. And as much as we try to make ourselves feel better by saying, you know, they're heroes, never be forgotten. But it's also sometimes it feels like we're taking a bit of their humanity away from them. Mm. They are humans. Yeah. They are. They're not just numbers and heroes are saying like refusing to leave. They don't have a choice. Yeah. People in Gaza, they do not have a choice. None of us as Palestinians have a choice. I didn't have. It wasn't my choice to be vocal and activist. I was. Mm. If I don't speak. I'm gonna die. Yeah. If I don't, if I'm not vocal, then my identity would be taken away from me. And it's important to shed light on the, the the suffering of the people in Gaza. That they're at the end of the day, they're humans, and what they're going through, no one should go through. And you know, they might have been made heroes by the circumstances, but True. no one chooses to be a hero in this kind of circumstance. Just, just circumstance, we just want to live normally. And I think we need to recognize that they are the strongest people on the world. Yeah. On, they are. 
but also did they have a choice they did not have a choice they they were made mm. to be so strong and resilient yeah. and i just wanted you know to say that for thanks them. thanks for yeah sharing that and yeah you're 100% right we should never forget that they they are humans they are us yes. and yeah it's a horrible situation out there um, you've been listening to Salam Radio Show on 3CR Community Radio. Uh, I'm here with Dana, who's a Palestinian activist. Dana, uh, one more thing: you've been, you, you have you been organizing um, barbecues with Melbourne? Yes. Or? So on yeah. Tuesday, yeah, um, we have a barbecue where um, it's basically a fundraising and a speak up about Palestine and what's going on in Gaza. And um, all the money, all the proceedings of the barbecue will go to Olive Kids organization Mm -hmm. for, you know, because um, they sponsor um, children in Gaza and the education of children in Gaza. So all proceedings will go to Olive Kids. We would love to see as many people as we can. It's going to start at um, 1230 Union, uh, sorry, um, University Square, right in front of Law Library. Mm-hmm. So I just hope everyone can make it or share it on their feed. Let your friends know, let your friends at Unimel know. We need as many people as we can possibly get. We need to make our voices heard on campus at the University of Melbourne. Okay, amazing. So you've heard it. Um, it's, is it every Tuesday or... Just this Tuesday? We we started, it's going to be this Tuesday. We have not decided if it's going to go for the next Tuesday. Okay, great. So, yeah, come Tuesday to Melbourne Uni, especially if you're a student, but everyone is welcome. Everyone is welcome, yes. Um, we will be yeah. having, um, not a lot, but there will be a few um, products about Palestine that you can buy um, and all of the proceedings, everything will go to Gaza, mm-hmm. to all of kids. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Thanks, Dana. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, We'll be playing some ads and we'll be back and playing some of the speeches in the protest in case you missed it or you want to listen back. Uh, You're turning to Salam Radio Show on 3CR Community Radio. The fears are Palestinian scarves and they're a symbol of support for justice for the Palestinian people. Buying one will support the last remaining factory in Hebron that makes kafirs, and all proceeds from the sales support projects in Palestine, especially Gaza, as well as local solidarity organizations. From the traditional black and white kafir to an array of modern designs, explore the range and order online or drop by 3CR during business hours. Wear your support for the rights of Palestinians. Go to kafirs.org.au that's K-U-F-I-Y-A-S dot A 3CR supporter. Hey, what's up? We're Teether and Kui Neil, and we're asking you to support Radical Radio 3CR. You can do this by subscribing either by calling on 039-419-8377 or online at 3cr.org.au slash subscribe.
jailed black males in Australia nationally at a rate five times greater than apartheid South Africa jailed black males in 1993. The suicide and self-harm rates are the highest in the world and the life expectancy gap is the biggest in the first world. You know, Australians don't like hearing the truth about how bad things are, but the more we resolve from it, the longer this is going to continue. Black fella, white fella, it doesn't matter what you colour. Mainstream media is not interested in this stuff. It doesn't find space to talk truthfully and deeply about issues that affect all Australians. The only place predominantly you will find that with any real depth is on community radio and 3CR has been one of the great leaders in that. So if people are wondering where they should spend their hard-earned cash, I would suggest 3CR is a bloody good place to start. What your name is, we got the hell. Lots of changes, we need more brothers. 3CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 8377 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. And we're back. You're tuning to Salam Radio Show on 3CR Community Radio. Uh, I was at the protests just before and of uh, for Palestine. Uh, it was uh, a really huge turnout. And uh, a lot of amazing speakers were at the protest, so I thought to re, um, yeah, rebroadcast some of those speeches, um, and maybe later, if we have some times, I would like to play some videos that I've been watching uh, with other amazing uh, speakers as well from all over the world. But we'll see if we have time. Um, here's the first speech. Now, I was in Palestine uh, a little bit over two months ago, and I saw what they meant by Israel's right to defend itself. What it meant was the attempted subjugation of the Palestinian people. That's what it meant. What it meant, absolutely shame, it meant taking control over borders, resources, seizing land, it meant walls and permits, administrative control like I've never seen or thought of before. It meant an inability for everyday people to trade, to travel, to see families, to get healthcare, to start a business, just to, just to build a house. It meant intimidation and it meant war crimes. That's what it meant. And I sat with families, a lot of families, and they would tell me that every house in their village, in their community, in their neighbourhood, had been subjected to a night raid. And it seemed like the only point of this was intimidation. I sat with families in military courts that were built over, frankly it was built over a sewer, and it stunk like a sewer, in Dongers, where every person 
from the person on the gate to the judge itself, to the person taking the notes and the minutes, were all in military uniform, where the entire conversation was done in Hebrew, where there was children being sentenced to three to six months prison for throwing rocks, and every person in that family, every male child in that family was being sentenced or had served time in a prison. It was completely shameful. Troop is probably still processing what we saw, um, and this is like it's, it, it was unbelievable. But I just thought our global leaders could be better, that they, that they shouldn't treat us like morons, that we can keep more than one idea in our head at any moment. Yes, they can shame Hamas for their abominable attack on civilians, and we should call for the release of hostages right now. And and we can call on the end to the war crimes being committed by Israel right now too. Politicians shouldn't take the public for granted. We can also understand context. We can understand why Palestinian people are fucking angry. It's because their lives are nightmare by Israel. We get context too, and they should be talking about that as well. You can't, on one hand, just care about the human rights of Israeli people without caring about the human rights of Palestinians too. Because what lies at the heart of that argument is that some people are worthy of human rights and others are not. What is at the core of that is just hardcore racism and it has no place on this planet. No place whatsoever. Comrades, the union movement stands firmly with you and for the freedom of people of Palestine. I want to end on this one sort of note. When I say freedom, you say right now. Freedom? Freedom? When I say ceasefire, you say right now. Ceasefire? 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 Freedom? Freedom? We join you. Thank you to NASA. Thank you to APAN. And congratulations for all of you to turn up. Solidarity, brothers and sisters.
in Palestine. Shame. But we also know as Palestinians that we have people of conscience supporting us everywhere around the world and here in Melbourne today. And such as people like Luke in the scene. We also have a wonderful speaker to talk to us now. His name is Dr. Mr. Adi Salman. He is the president of the Islamic Council of Victoria. He has always held a deep passion and support for Palestine. And many of you would have seen him on our stage here, talking for Palestinian rights, demanding it, reaching out to its community. And in particular, Adnan has also experienced Israeli oppression. In 2019, he was denied entry into Palestine to attend a conference in Ramallah because of his support for Palestinians. As Palestinians, we know the risk we face when we speak out for our people. And that's Israeli oppression. But we're not afraid to speak for ourselves. We're not afraid to speak for, give voice to the voiceless. And we're not afraid to come out on the streets of Melbourne and demand human rights. So thank you everyone. Give Adela a warm welcome. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Good afternoon, everybody. It's wonderful to see you all here again today, as you were last week. And I ask all of you to maintain the rage. I ask all of you to maintain the rage. It will be wonderful if we're all out on the streets every Sunday until Palestine is free. Free, free Palestine. I'd like to acknowledge, as Nasser has, the traditional custodians of the land and pay my respects to their elders, past, present, and emergent. Some of them will be here today, and I acknowledge them. Your struggle is the Palestinian struggle. It's all of our struggles. We stand with you, and we'll always stand with you, just like we stand with Palestine. Free, free Palestine. Free, I'd like to thank the organizers of these rallies. They're so important. Free Palestine, Melbourne, APAN, and all of the groups that are cooperating to organize these very, very, very important opportunities for us Australians, Melburnians to express our views, to raise our voices. Thank you very much. Free, free Palestine. Free, free Palestine. I'm not going to talk to you today as I have in the past about the, dis the death and destruction wrought by Israel on Gaza over the last two weeks. Shame. It is there for everyone to see. No one can claim ignorance. What is happening in Gaza is there for everybody to see. You would have to be hiding under a rock or not on planet Earth to actually see what is happening. Anyone Anyone with a modicum of decency and compassion will sympathize with the Palestinians' mother, mothers who have lost their babies, with the children who are now orphaned, and with those who are maimed, whose lives are changed forever. Shame on the Australian government. Shame on the, shame on the world leaders. Shame on the international community for standing and watching this massacre, this genocide, unfold before them and not step in to stop it. 
My speech today is directed to the Prime Minister of Australia, Anthony Albanese. And if there, if there is any media here, I ask that you faithfully and accurately record this speech. Probably not, but it's still, that's the minimum they can do, is to accurately reflect what we here are saying and calling for. Our Prime Minister, our Prime Minister, who as recently as Friday, two days ago, doubled down on his assertion that Hamas is solely responsible for the death and destruction since October 7. That is a lie. We know that's a lie. And shame. The Prime Minister has an opportunity to calibrate his message. But instead of doing that, instead of doing that, he doubled down on the lie that's being perpetrated by him and all the world leaders around the world that are saying the same thing. Not only is that assertion factually wrong, it's factually wrong, but it is so morally wrong. Prime Minister, Prime Minister, how many Nakabas must we witness before we take action? How many unarmed Palestinians must be massacred? How many villages destroyed and ethnically cleansed? Shame. How many millions of refugees displaced? How many homes demolished, which is sadly the everyday existence for Palestinians, particularly in the West Bank, their homes are demolished with no warning and they're out on the streets. How many olive trees uprooted by the army or the police or the criminal murderous Israeli settlers? These are the livelihoods of Palestinians who have been growing olives for centuries. And when I say olives, I'm talking about all produce produced by Palestinians, all farming land. How many olive trees, businesses, farms, livelihoods need to be destroyed and uprooted before we take action? Shame. How many businesses confiscated and shut down? How many children jailed and tortured? How many checkpoints, and I actually call them choke points, must be put up before we take action? How many surveillance cameras are installed that literally spy into the homes and the bedrooms of Palestinians? How many? Can you imagine living in that state? That's 1984 type world. If you're a Palestinian living in the West Bank, you have zero privacy. Every conversation is monitored. Every conversation is watched. Who you mix with, what you do in the privacy of your own home is monitored by those who are oppressing you. How many daily humiliations must be endured? 
Can you imagine what it is like to be a Palestinian and be humiliated for fun? For fun by Israeli soldiers and police and the murderous criminals, criminal Israeli settlers. Shame. How many sieges must be suffered? How many bombings survived? How many illegal settlements imposed? How many UN resolutions ignored? How many war crimes committed? And how many peace processes failed? Shame on the world community. Prime Minister, how many images of dead Palestinian babies, dead Palestinian babies must we see, must our hearts ache for, and our rage express shame. Prime Minister, I know that you know all of these things. After all, you are a founding member of the Parliamentary Friends of Palestine. Shame. Prime Minister, you can ignore my questions today, but you cannot ignore the call of thousands of your fellow Australians who are demanding justice for Palestine. You cannot ignore their demands for a free Palestine. Brothers and sisters in humanity, I want the ground here to reverberate with your voices, with your chants. I want our representatives in Canberra and beyond to hear all of us. And most importantly, I want the people of Palestine to know that we stand with them. Free, free Palestine! And that was uh, a snippet of the protest. We'll continue with more. I'm gonna go to Nasser's speech as well. So let's start there. Is the right to live in peace, a just peace, and the freedom and security that everyone else takes for granted. That is what we want. And that will start with an immediate ceasefire and an end to the invasion. Thank you all for joining this global push for peace and for standing up for a true peace and for freedom and for justice. And we will keep coming together until there is peace. Jamila and Sasha, our Auslan interpreters. And another big thank you to Adam Bant. Thank you, Adam. 
Friends, there's some people around with QR codes. We've had almost 40,000 Australians sign on to the APAN campaign to send emails to Penny Wong, to their local members of parliament, to their federal members of the parliament, saying, not in our name and stop! If you see the QR code and you haven't, click on it, sign your name. There's other QR codes that will give you statistics on the killing and the death and resources as well. There'll be colleagues walking around with these. We can't do this for nothing, ladies and gentlemen. There's QR codes, and if you have some cash, slip it in there. We're a non-profit organisation, and we need your help and support. My friends, today, remember, you are all custodians of the Palestinian cause. The Palestinians are being silenced, whether it's on social media or in Palestine. They are not voiceless. You are their voices. Stand up and speak for Palestine. Respect the call and need for us to be out here every Sunday until this ends. Your actions and your words, you being here, mean so much to them. But it's so important, so important, that our space is not taken away from us like it was in Sydney last year. We've got marshals, but each of you is a marshal. Each of you is a custodian. If you see someone about to do something stupid, stop them. Speak to them. It does not help us burning a flag. It does nothing but marginalise us and further the pain in Gaza. Lighting a flare doesn't happen. Direct your attention where it needs to be. Write a letter, visit your local MP, speak to your union, speak to your church, join a, uh, join a, what a political party, speak up and speak out. That's what we need. My friends, we'll, start, we'll, we'll walk soon. But if you're somebody of lower mobility or you have a pram, the best place for you and the family-friendly place is my back left or your back right. So just keep that in mind. Next up, we've got a, a dear, dear friend of mine who's been working with me for Palestine for more than 20 years. Her name is Dr. Kim Bullamore. She's an Aboriginal Murray woman and socialist. She's been an active campaigner for Indigenous and Palestinian rights for decades. Kim has lived and worked in the occupied West Bank and she's worked with the International Women's Peace Service. Kim Bullamore. Thank you, Nasa. Solidarity for more than 25 years and also uh, active obviously in struggling for the rights of my community here in Australia for the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities here in Australia. So I do want to acknowledge that we're standing on. That we are standing on the land of the Wurundjeri and the Bunurong uh, people of the Kulin Nation. This land has never been ceded never been ceded. It is always was and always will be Aboriginal land. And I want to pay my respects to Elders past and present and to every other Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us here today. I know there are many. So I wanted to just talk a little bit. As we know, 
For the last two weeks, Israel has killed more than 4,400 Palestinians uh, in Gaza, destroying entire neighborhoods. Shame. Shame, yes. Shutting off food, water, and electricity to millions. For the last, shame, for the last 17 years, Gaza has been under an illegal blockade. This is a fucking war crime, a war crime against humanity under international law. The Gaza Strip is only 12 kilometers wide. It is the size, half the size of Canberra. Half the size of Canberra. Its length of Gaza is what it would take to drive from Flinders Street Station to Altona Beach here in Melbourne. That is how small it is. It has a density of more than 6,000 people per square, uh, square kilometer. Here in Australia, it's 3.5 people for that. So you can see this is the most densely populated area in the world. It is an open-air prison. It has been treated with absolute repression and oppression for more than 75 years since the beginning of the Nakba. And it's unsurprising that the Australian state is in solidarity with the Israeli state. Both are settler colonial states. Both states have been founded on the ethnic cleansing of the indigenous populations. Both states have been founded on genocide. And we're seeing another genocide happening in Gaza today. In Australia, the settler colonial state results in more oppression and disadvantage for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people from my community. We are the highest incarcerated population in this country. Our children are being jailed at a massive rate compared to non-Indigenous children. They are dying in custody. Just the other day in Western Australia, a 16-year-old Aboriginal boy committed suicide. He was locked up in Casarina at Maxia Prison. This is a prison that has, for the last year or two, had repeated reports from independent custodial services saying that human rights abuses are taking place, that the children locked up in that prison are having their human rights abused. There have been repeated and ongoing attempts of suicide. And now we have sadly seen a successful one where a 16 year old boy separated from his family was taken has taken his own life there is a suicide crisis in our communities because of the repression and oppression that continues in this country and the thing is the same is happening in Palestine there is administrative detention there are thousands of Palestinians locked up in Israeli prisons, including women and children. There are thousands who are separated from their families because they just want to live a normal life to have the same human rights as all of us. We are seeing a mass repression happening both in our countries. We are disadvantaged on so many structural levels. 
inside the Israeli state, there are 65 laws that actively discriminate against Palestinians. 65 laws. In the occupied West Bank, there is ongoing repression happening right now, just as there is in Gaza. And the world leaders, like Albanese, well, he's not really a world leader, but Albanese and Biden and everyone else are looking on and turning a blind eye to what is happening. They are turning a blind eye to genocide. And they think that this will crush the Palestinian people. It will not. For both Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and Palestinian people, our existence is our resistance. And while the world leaders and the world media may have abandoned Palestine, you haven't. You haven't, and you will continue to come out. I am faithful in that. And it's not just here in Australia. Yesterday there was a rally also in Sydney, 15,000. There have been protests in Barcelona, in Venezuela, in the US, in the heart of the beast, in the US. There are worldwide protests taking place because we can see what is happening. We stand in solidarity with Palestine. We stand in solidarity with the Palestinian people. We say no to occupation. We say no to apartheid. We say no to genocide. And with your strength and your dedication, there will be a free Palestine. Thank you. Free, free Palestine. stolen lands of Wurundjeri Warung people of the Kulin Nation. I stand here as a Jewish settler and uninvited guest. 
Many in my community want me to think the Palestinians are my enemy. I refuse. And, and I am not alone. From Nam to Turtle Island and Al-Quds, Jews refuse. We refuse because we see what is going on in Gaza and across the whole of historic Palestine. Israel's campaign of bombing in Gaza has killed over 4,000 people, with 3,500 wounded, many in critical condition. And what will become of the wounded if not even hospitals are saved from fire? Shame! More than a million Palestinians have been coerced from their homes. But where will they go when not even the so-called safe zones are safe from fire? Shame! Ground invasion is imminent, with tens of thousands of Israeli troops assembling on the Gazan border. What will happen? What will happen when the Israeli government has been calling for another Nakba, wiping Gaza off the face of the earth and turning Gaza into a slaughterhouse? Shame! And the reason I know these things is because Palestinians resist and continue to document the horrors perpetrated by Israel. Even now, when electricity is cut off and their social media are being shut down. I am descended from Holocaust victims, and I know genocide is not a legal abstraction. It begins slowly and then all at once, in large and small acts, by individuals and by militaries. I refuse to let my grief make me blind to what is happening in Palestine. We refuse to let our grief be weaponized as we mourn our dead because this didn't start on October 7th. And so in my grief I say, in large and small acts, it is clear to me that Israel has aimed to destroy Palestine and Palestinians. Shame. Shame. I am indebted to indigenous activists and academics in so-called Australia who have taught me to recognize the logics of settler states and their subjects. And even after Nakba and 75 years of brutal occupation and settlement and these past two atrocious weeks, Palestinians still ask Jews to speak at rallies for Palestine. I am awed by the generosity of Palestinians and so grateful to be invited to speak. Many in my community want me to see Palestinians as the enemy. They tell me that I have no right to an opinion because of where I live but I know that there are some violent systems I cannot divest from, that at any moment I could move to historic Palestine, but Palestinians cannot return. I know that in this moment, Jews in Australia are still flying in and out of Ben Gurion Airport, while nowhere in Gaza is safe, and all roads are being bombed. In this moment, Palestinians in the West Bank are being raided in their homes and Jewish settlers are being armed with automatic weapons. Shame! Shame! But Palestinians continue to resist and you teach me there is no such thing as safety for some when Jewish safety in Israel has always meant the ethnic cleansing of others. Shame! What safety is this? 
I refuse to see Palestinians as my enemy because no one is free until we are all free. Jews will not be free until Palestine is free. occupy a space in their brains and their hearts where we all live together free, free, free of all the imposition of Zionism and racism and every level of imperialism and hate. Thank you so much ladies. During the week we saw the bombing of Al-Ahli Hospital. Now, Palestinians know categorically that Israel did it. Firstly, they said it was us. Then they deleted the Twitter. And, and then they found Bob and Ben talking to each other. Bob and Ben talking. Do you think it was us? We know it was you, Israel. This is not the first time. It was Mohammed al Dura in 2000. It was the Bakar boys, 10 and 11 years old, running along the beach when you hit them with a U-boat missile. Shit! It was Kana in Lebanon. Shit! It was Sharina Mahakla last year. Shit! You say you don't do it, and a year later you say it was us, sorry. We don't accept your apology, you murder us. I'm here and I'm very excited to be joined by Dr. Associate Professor Muhammad Ermi, who's a Palestinian-Australian doctor who's originally from Jerusalem. He works at the Royal Children's Hospital in Hematology and Oncology. Welcome, Dr. Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. It's very nice to see all of these faces here come together for one cause. Free, free Palestine! Free, free Palestine! I would like to start by acknowledging the traditional custodians of this land, and I would like to extend this acknowledgement to the traditional and true owners of the land that was stolen by the Zionists. Palestine! You are all the owners of Palestine! Just two hours ago, at the corner of this library, as I was walking down the street with my little children with the kufiya on, we were shouted at as terrorists. So my message to the mainstream media, which I can see around, this is what you are breathing. This is because of your bias. You are unworthy of the company of the humanity. You are either going to, to, to not be biased or debat us now. For over 75 years, Palestine has shackled by the chains of occupation. An occupation that has plunged its people to the depths of suffering and despair. It's, it's not merely the land that has been seized, but the dreams of entire generations. 
Imagine for a moment the profound pain of being denied the simple liberties we often have, such as water, shelter, food, and health care. These basic rights have been cruelly snatched away from the Palestinians. In the heart of this chaos lies Gaza, a place where hope is a dream. Picture a city confined within 350 kilometers square with 2.2 million crammed on top of only 17 hospitals in Gaza. Only 300 brave doctors exist in Gaza. 17 of them have already been killed. And they are supported by only 1,000 nurses. In the last 14 or 15 days, the WHO has announced 59 attacks on health care, 40 fatalities, 70 injuries, 26 health care facilities have been damaged, and 23 ambulances have been bombed. Four hospitals in northern Gaza are no longer operational. As a physician, I have witnessed the silence battles fought by my colleagues in Gaza. Battles not just against injuries, but also against the very limitations imposed by an unjust occupation and coward positions of our public leaders. As doctors, our devotion to our patients is unwavering, but even our resolve fades in the face of this genocide. Doctors too are human, with families to shelter and hearts that can break. They need to sleep, eat, rest, for them to keep going. And yet, the world often fails to recognize the burdens they carry. Israel has been demanding hospital evacuation. How can you approve a hospital with a few hours notice? especially when many patients are butchered by the Israeli missiles. And evacuate to where and how? There's no safe place in Gaza. The health system in Gaza has already collapsed. It does not... It's, it's, it's a collapsed system. There's no electricity, water or supplies. The vital heartbeat of hospitals is fading with each passing moment as the stores of all the drugs, painkillers, and aesthetic drugs dwindle. Surgeries are now being conducted on the floors without painkillers, in corridors, and in patients being intubated and chest tubed on their floors. There are no sterile gloves in Gaza, by the way, and patients are crammed into theater rooms all on top of each other. So my message to the world leaders is, we plead for the opening of a humanitarian corridor for the unrestricted, unrestricted flow of essential supplies and fuel to keep Gaza hospitals and patients alive. Otherwise, it will be a massacre. And I would like to end my talk by saying a quote from the Quran, whoever kills a soul, it is as if he had slain mankind entirely.
And whoever saves one, it is as he had saved mankind entirely. So let's save Gaza together. Free, free Palestine! 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 Thank you! Thank you, Dr. Muhammad. For many Palestinians and those of conscience, we sit and weep every night watching the news and seeing the faces of children traumatized by the bombings and families decimated, crying, because they will not see their loved ones anymore. And yet, in the face of that pain, and in the face of an intending humanitarian disaster, which has already started, Palestinians are still resisting. As Kim said earlier, to exist is to resist. It gives us heart that we see your faces here in the crowd today. And it gives us heart that we have so many supporters amongst our communities here in Melbourne and Australia and around the world. I'd like to call our next speaker. His name is Dr. Muhib Nabusi. He's a Palestinian organizer, writer and filmmaker living on exile, in exile on unceded lands of the Wurundjeri people in Eastern Kulin Nation. And as he speak to us about Palestinian pain, because our pain is shared with you all today. Thank you, Mayor. Um, firstly, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I'll take that as a compliment. Um, <laughs> hey, everyone. Um, at rallies for Palestine in the last couple of weeks, Palestinians and First Nations people alike have um, said this, and I'm going to say it again today, which is that the Palestinian struggle for liberation and the struggle for self-determination of the First Nations people of this continent, our struggles are forever inextricably linked. And it's not only our two struggles that must be, that will necessarily be fought together, but we fight alongside all indigenous peoples around the world in our shared struggles against settler colonial domination, asserting our sovereignty and love for our land and people every day. On the day the Palestinians broke out of the world's biggest open-air prison and we rejoiced at the sight of that monstrous fence ripped in two, There was a Stop Deaths in Custody rally right here in the same spot on the lands of the Eastern Kulin Nation, the sovereignty of which was never ceded to any colonizer. At that rally, First Nations activists and organizers described the slow genocide against blackfellas in the Australian colony, particularly the fact that despite the fanfare around the voice from the government, they still haven't enacted the recommendations of the Royal Commission into Deaths in Custody more than 20 years old. When so-called Australians talk of war as if it's something that only happens far away, they form part of the propaganda machine in this country that obscures the ongoing war on the First Nations people of this continent. As long as this war continues, so will so-called Israel's war and genocidal occupation of Palestine continue. We must resist on every colonial and imperial front. 
As the State of Israel continues its genocidal attacks on Gaza, politicians and others in positions of power here, elsewhere in the West, have made clear their complete disregard for Palestinian life in the same way they show complete disregard for the lives of indigenous peoples everywhere. Shame! But look around the world at the popular, so popular support for the Palestinian struggle right now. And governments are starting to feel the heat. You can see it in these coward politicians' faces. Let's be clear about what me and my people want. Israel must stop its genocidal attack on Gaza, but I'm sick to death of politicians calling for a ceasefire only now when they think that their political career might suffer. After such a ceasefire, they will be happy to see Palestine and Palestinians subjected to the same regimes of slow violence this colony uses against First Nation folks here every day, to this day. I'm going to assume by all of your presence here today that you support Palestine in our calls for more. In our calls for total liberation, for an end to occupation, not just of Gaza and the West Bank, but all of Palestine. From the river to the sea. Palestine will be free. Now I'm going to ask you all a question, and I want to be clear, this is something to celebrate, not to be ashamed of, so I'd like everyone to answer honestly. For how many people here is this their first rally for Palestine? Can you put your hand up? Wow. Now I've got something to tell all you first time protesters. There's no going back from here. If I'm walking down the street somewhere around town and I see one of you in your front yard, I expect to be promptly invited in for tea. Such are the standards of Palestinian hospitality. But in all seriousness, there is no going back. There's no going back to a time in your life when you thought that Israel's genocidal settler colonial project was just a distant conflict. You will no longer think that any indigenous struggle is different to any other in its aims, which are always land back. You will start to make the connections between different colonial regimes around the world, including here in so-called Australia. Now I tell you these things, I say you will, I don't say them as commands, I say them as expressions of my faith in you. Your part, well, lost my spot. Your part in the struggle now, and I expect you to live up to the responsibility that comes with that. I expect you to actively engage in the struggle, and I don't mean charity, I don't mean giving a few dollars here and there. Well, the people of Gaza, and I mean all people in Gaza, regardless of their age or gender, enough with, enough with just the women and children bullshit, need financial support right now. Charity will not bring liberation to the people, land, borders, and air of Palestine or any other indigenous people. It won't. In fact, the money you donate might not even make it to Gaza unless you are applying pressure in other ways. They've let 20 trucks into Gaza so far. 20 for 2.2 million people. There isn't, there isn't fuel in any of these trucks for the people of Gaza. So the hospitals, the ones that Israel hasn't bombed yet, can't operate their emergency generators. Another 
the thing, you will come to understand that when colonizers say Israel's right to exist, I couldn't do quotation marks because I have both my hands are occupied, they mean their own right to exist as colonial occupiers, which you see it in their faces, they know is completely fraudulent. Now, I think I'm yeah, over my time, so thank you to everyone for coming today. I just want to say real quick, come here, come to Parliament House on Wednesday at 6 p.m. for the Solidarity Rally. Thanks, Mohib. That's Wednesday night, 6 p.m. with the Warriors of the Aboriginal Resistance. We'll talk about that in a second. It's so important you show solidarity with our Indigenous brothers and sisters here. And as Mohib was just saying, 20 trucks. Gaza is an open-air jail. It needs four to 500 a day. Two weeks, that's 15,000 that haven't been delivered. 20 trucks is nothing. It's not a drop in the ocean. It's not a sand in a desert. It's a shame. Israel has been killing Palestinians, adults, at one every six, four minutes. Children, one every 10 minutes. Since we started this protest one hour ago, 15 adults and six children have already died. Not one death is acceptable. Maintain your rage and keep the passion and keep showing up. Hello everyone. My name is Mamrad and I'm a Palestinian. A 15 year old proud Palestinian. Specifically from Gaza. I've heard a lot about Gaza from my parents and my grandparents. I've heard how beautiful its lands are and its fruits and olive trees and how everyone there is like your family. I could go on and on but the thing is I was never able to see my own country which breaks my heart. But I have faith. You know, I'm really tired of this. Seeing my own people getting destroyed. Our own country is getting destroyed. Our lands and homes are getting destroyed. And whenever we try to get it back, guess what? We get silenced and a lot more. They say this is war, but no, this is genocide. Four days ago, I woke up to the news of a hospital that got bombed and killed over 470 innocent people. 470 souls, including children and women. And when I last checked, the number of deaths was over 4,385, which unfortunately increases every minute. And look, people still can't see the truth. What about all those children and babies? They haven't seen anything in life yet. All they've seen are rebels, tanks, blood, dead bodies. And all they hear is crying, screaming, bumping, and the list goes on. I'm trying.
imagine them young pure souls living it. Lots of children have died. Lots of them were tortured, kidnapped, and put in prison for no reason during the last 75 years. And with all of that, they still have hope. And we should too. We want freedom. We want our rights. The children need the rights. We want to see the children of Palestine smiling again. We want them to go to school and get the education they deserve, to play and go to the park and spend time with their families. We want them to make good memories and have a childhood, the childhood every single kid in this world needs. We need to stop the genocide, and we will if we all get together with one hand and one word we will free palestine so that was um what i've recorded from the protest today you're tuning to salam radio show on 3cr community radio as you know this is usually a show about music art but in these really harsh times, we can't help but, you know, show you what's going on in Palestine, talk about it, speak up and give voices to the Palestinian people. I've had today with me Dana, who's a Palestinian activist. And the week before I had Muhib, uh, who's a film writer, director, um, also a writer uh, an, an amazing activist. You've also heard him speak on the on the show today as part of my recordings of the rally. You've heard a doctor speak, Palestinian doctor speak. Uh, you've heard a 15-year-old Palestinian um, speaking, and uh, yeah, and so many amazing speeches. Um, I have to give it up to Free Palestine, Melbourne, and APAN. Uh, for organizing this uh, protest and for organizing the amazing speeches that we've heard today. Uh, you're tuning to Salam Radio Show on 3CR Community Radio. 3CR has been supportive of the Palestinian cause and has many shows that um, highlight the voices of the marginalized people of West Papua people, of indigenous people, of disabled people, of queer people, of Palestinian people. And uh, yeah, so show your support to 3CR, show, show your support to our show, Salam Radio Show, um, and Palestine Remember by Nasser Mashni, and a lot of more amazing shows on 3CR. Community radio is very important. It's very important. No other stations are talking that I know of are speaking about Palestine as much as 3CR is at the moment. So we always need your support. Um, uh, there's uh, uh, a protest that's going to happen next Sunday again. And there's going to be a protest on Wednesday at Parliament, which is a black solidarity and Palest for, for Palestine uh, protest. Uh, I highly recommend to go to that one. It's at 6 p.m. And uh, yeah, you're tuning to Salam Radio Show. 
I'm your host, Marushti. There's a lot to look up um, and to be informed about. Uh, one of my favorite writers, uh, who is a Jewish writer and linguistic, is Naomi Chomsky, who has books, articles on Palestine. Uh, there's Edward Said. Um, there's a lot of articles on Al Jazeera. You need to look up the word Nakba, and from there onward, um, yeah, uh, be informed, keep up to date with what's going on in Palestine, the genocide that's happening in Palestine at the moment um, is, uh, yeah, it's shameful. So you're tuning to Salam Radio Show. I'm your host, Marushti. And on today's show, I had Dana, who's a Palestinian activist. And uh, we spoke about the protests today um, uh, outside the State Library. It will be on next week from 12. And there's a Black Solidarity rally as well uh, with Palestine. And it's... Um, uh, it's at 6 p.m. as well. Uh, you can, we'll be updating you. Um, we'll be posting about those protests um, on our Instagram account, Salam Radio Show. But please um, follow APAN for Palestine. Uh, four is the letter four. And uh, Free Palestine Melbourne. And from there, you can find other accounts to keep up to date as well um so yeah the rally black and palestinian solidarity rally is at 6 p.m wednesday the 25th of october parliament house victoria uh we have about 10 minutes left to the show and i wanted to play a poem uh that one is uh gaza uh, it's on the account of Nahed El Reis, so N A H E D E L R A Y E S. Um, yeah, I'll play it. have been given an impossible 24 hours um, to evacuate from the north of Gaza to the south. And. A lot of them are unable to get through. A lot of them are too sick, too old, unable to get a taxi, not willing to be bombed by airstrikes on the road by the same people who told them to evacuate. So they're staying and parents are saying goodbye to their children and just sitting at home, waiting, waiting for whatever's at the end of the 24 hours. But others are staying for a different reason. And I want to read this article that my mom just wrote after asking my aunt 
begging her to leave Gaza if she was able to. And here's what she said. <clears throat> Boom! As I sit here in my Melbourne home to write, I see a news alert. 45 civilians killed in one apartment block. Watching live pictures from Gaza, I check where the bombing is. Ashamed, I breathe a sigh of relief. It is still two streets away from my family home at Defah. I glance at my husband, also a Palestinian Australian, who never parts with his phone anymore. He offers a broken smile. For now, there seems to be no more bombing in Rimal, where his family home still stands. Most of Rimal has been wiped out. So far, Israel has dropped 6,000 bombs in six days over a tiny strip of land where 2.2 million Palestinians live. Most of them are refugees. Almost 1 million are children. That's 1,000 bombs a day, one every 86 seconds. Why? An old man yells into an Al Jazeera camera. We're not Hamas. These children, he says, as the camera points to a pile of corpses, they are not Hamas. We are humans. I should note here that half of the population of Gaza are children. Children can't be consciously... They... Israel's defense minister disagrees. He says he is fighting human animals. It makes sense that that's how Israel sees Palestinians. Why else would they have kept them in cages for decades? Most people don't know Gaza except this way, a place that gets bombed. This is part of the problem. How do you relate to a bombed pile of gray rubble? I was there two months ago. I assure you its sea was blue and playful just like any other and its sun bright and radiant, shining equally over the besieged as it did over the occupiers on the other side of the wall. When bombs aren't falling, Gaza is an intensely alive place. Music blasts from car speakers and wedding halls. Children chase balloon-decorated donkeys. Teenagers ride horses. Sorry, guys. Teenagers ride horses on the beach, and everyone consumes a dangerous amount of ice cream. As darkness begins to fall, young linger, young people linger at cafes smoking shisha under the disapproving eyes of their elders, who are also smoking shisha. But that scene is no longer there. The children are hiding or injured or dead. The shisha places that have been bombed, and the world would have us believe that the sun shines only over Israel. When the bombs aren't falling, Gaza is intensely beautiful because life is in between the cracks of the cycles of death and terror, and that life is more precious and meaningful than we, in the luxury of a world of freedoms, can imagine. Inside the homes, in the same residential towers you see collapse on the news every day and burn to ashes, I stood and watched pots simmer, pans sizzle, and families gather over large trays of food, laughing at anything and everything, before retreating to sip hot tea from small gold-decorated cups on their balconies. I wonder if the balconies are the first thing to fall when the bombs fall. When people in Gaza are not running for cover because the sky is falling, they are falling in and out of love, and dreaming of a life like the ones they see on Turkish soap operas they watch on their TV screens. When the bombs fall, the televisions and everything else in the house smolders into ashes. Leave Gaza now, says the Israeli Prime Minister.
you want us to leave, let us go to Yaffa, retorts an uncle, referencing the town from which he and his family were exiled and is now part of Israel. At least we will be going home. The majority of Palestinians in Gaza's open-air prison are refugees, whose homes and lands were stolen by Israel in 1948. Some Israeli historians explain that the ethnic cleansing of Palestine was justified as the only way to establish a Jewish state with a Jewish majority. I don't want to die, says a young cousin, but I don't want to live in a refugee camp in a desert. Palestinians believe that they will be confined to refugee camps in the Sinai. Boom! Another bomb has fallen since you began reading this article. Stay and go to hell, roar the F-16s in the sky. I call my auntie. Leave now, I plead. If they open a corridor, please go to Egypt. She asks, if we leave Gaza, do you guarantee that we will be allowed to return? I can't. I know ethnic cleansing when I see it. For now, she says she will stay. And maybe she will survive. And maybe Gaza will have yet another resurrection after another intense bombing campaign. And maybe the people in Gaza, the survivors of all of these wars, will find joy once again in the cracks of life that will make every minute worth living. Maybe there will not be a genocide. Boom. That was a poem by Nahid El Reyes. Um, and uh, yeah, you can find it on his account, Nahid. El Reyes. You're tuning to Salam Radio Show. We're done for today. We'll be here next week. Uh, you can listen back to our show. We'll upload the link on our link tree. Um, there's a link already there if you want to look, listen to previous shows. Um, and yeah, I'll leave you. Um, keep it up. Keep it locked on 3CR. Uh, the voice of Anbuntu is next, and yeah, see you. Bye.